I'm Jerry Steele, and you're listening to the Miss McBookworm podcast. This podcast brings you stories from Christian women who write fiction. Our goal is to tell God's big story through our smaller ones. In this season, I'm excited to introduce you to Storm Schultz. She's both a relatively new author and a relatively new Christian, and it was so interesting to hear her fresh perspective on both writing and faith. She has a sweet romance novel called Meant to Be that was just lovely, and in this season, she shares some of the flash fiction she's written as well. We'll link to her website in the show notes where you can find more information and read a little more of her work. Thank you for listening to the Miss McBookworm podcast. I am Jerry Still, and I'm sitting here with Storm Schultz, and she is the author of the recently released Meant to Be, a sweet romantic comedy that is, I am in the middle of reading as we're recording this, and I'm enjoying it so much. Um, but Storm, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got started writing. Hi. So first of all, thank you for even doing this with me, for having me on. Um, really excited about that. Um, so I got started writing, oh gosh, I don't know. I've been making up stories since I was a little kid, <laughs> but I didn't really start writing until I was probably a teenager. And then, you know, you hit college and everything kind of takes a backseat. Um, but uh, right as I was graduating college, I actually became a Christian. And then when I had my daughter, that was when it sort of kicked off. Like, that's what you do when you have a newborn, right? You just decide, okay, now is the time to start writing. <laughs> so uh, after she was born in 2020, so 2020 is really when my writing really got started. And I definitely think that was all God saying, okay, this is what you're going to work on now, um, while also being like a stay-at-home mom. So I've only been writing and seriously writing for the last two years. That's amazing. You've gotten a lot of work done in two years, especially given, you know, the state of the world in the last two years. But checking out your website, you've got flash fiction that you shared with us um, here. And we'll have that in another episode. But you've got a short story and now a full length novel. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, the differences in those, like from the writing perspective and things that you enjoy um, more or less about each format? I really enjoy flash fiction as a a method of practicing and um, I guess just honing the craft because you have to kind of focus on one thing. Um, you have to be able to develop your characters just enough so that people get an idea of who they are without it turning into a you know a short story or a novel, and that can be really t- challenging. So I I enjoy doing that mostly as an exercise to try to. <sighs> make sure that I'm focusing on things that are important in the story. And like, if I need to, if I feel like I need to practice writing dialogue, then I might write a dialogue heavy flash fiction just to kind of get some practice in that way. And then, you know, when you finish the flash fiction, you've got a complete piece. And so that way you don't feel like you you just written for no reason. You know, there's definitely a, a purpose behind it. So that's kind of nice. Short stories. I actually think, are harder than flash fiction. Um, but it's because I never know how much detail I should put in and what is too much detail and where I need to stop. So I enjoy short stories, but I, I think I actually enjoy flash fictions more. And uh, the full-length novels, those are quite fun. Just uh, being able to 
really let yourself go. Like short story, I feel like you have to rein in just a little too much. But with a novel, you can kind of let your characters tell you where they want to go before you have to decide whether or not you need to cut some things. So I really enjoy flash fictions for for practice and for trying to become a better writer. Um, Short stories are a little bit harder for me. I still enjoy it, though. Yeah, I love flash fiction, too. I have been surprised to enjoy it. My husband got me a book with the with flash fiction prompts in it for my last birthday, and I've been working through some of them, and I was like, oh, this is really fun. <laughs> it's, it is really challenging to keep it so short, but it's, yeah, it's a really enjoyable form of writing and reading. Well, tell me about your book, Meant to Be. I am about halfway through it right now, and I am just having so much fun reading it. I have to say that I burst out laughing when he, and I won't give too much away, but when um, one of the characters showed up with a goat, and I was like, oh my, like, I'm having so much fun reading this, and what's going to happen next, and um, so yeah, just tell me about it, and um, really what you want readers to know about it. Well, um, Meant to Be is technically a novella um, because it's right under the word count of what would become a traditional novel. Um, so it is a little bit on the shorter side, which is um, an intention, actually, because I'm in, a, uh, <laughs> I'm in a period of my life where being a mom and a mom of very young children, it's, <laughs> it's harder to sit down and read a full-length novel. But I still want to read and I still want to be you know, immersed in another story. And so that was actually kind of done with intention that if somebody, if you feel like you're, you want to read, but you're not quite willing to sit down and read, you know, Les Mis or something, (laughs) you can pick this up and it'd be a lighthearted, full, complete story. But uh, Meant to Be is about a single mom, Cordy Brown. She loses her job and she has to move to a small town in England. Well, she doesn't have to, but she doesn't want to leave England. She really loves it. And, um, when she arrives within a day of being in this new town, a shipment of bees show up and she doesn't know what to do with them. I mean, what do you do with honeybees? That's just, they're pretty much dropped on your doorstep, right? Um, but she ends up meeting a kindly old beekeeper and he starts giving her some tips. And so she's like, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a try. And then a, a cute Irishman with a baby goat shows up. And so, of course, you've got to have a little bit of, little bit of playful romance there. But um, it is a clean, clean romance. There are some kisses, but that's all there is. And I feel like my characters were really respectful with each other. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really just supposed to be kind of lighthearted. And you can throw yourself into living in a, co- a cottage in southern England with a baby goat and some bees. And kind of, you know, live vicariously through Cordy, if you will. <laughs> Well, I love it. Oh, that's so fun. Um, okay, so you mentioned raising little ones, and you that you mentioned that you're staying home right now, but still, like it's it's a demanding season when you have small children. And how do you find time to write with just kind of those that all day demand um, that that the kiddos bring? Um, how do you work that in? Well, nap times are key. <laughs> so I really. I really need my nap times um, if I want to be able to get a lot done. Um, And so I I tend to be a bit of a stickler for nap times. I mean, I do think that there is something good about, you know, schedules and routines for kids, but it also helps me (laughs) actually be able to get some things done. So during nap times or after bedtime, sometimes during bath time, you know, 
because we've got to, I'm like, I got to sit right there anyway. I can't, can't just leave my two year old in the bathtub alone. Um, but a lot of times she's really content to just play and, you know, kind of make up her own thing. And so I can steal a few minutes to write during that time. So that's, that's pretty much it. I rely a lot on, on her sleeping and her being a good sleeper. Um, as we're recording this, I'm a week and a half away from having another baby. So I'm sure that my, I'm sure that everything will shift around with the, the toddler and the newborn here in the next couple of weeks. So I don't know, I guess I'll just have to play it by ear. But my plan is nap time after bedtime. You know, because I don't want to take away from, I don't want to take my attention away from them during the day. And a lot of times you can't with a two-year-old, otherwise you end up with crayon on your wall. So, <laughs> so right now it's mostly during, during sleeping periods. Oh, very good. Yes, it always, you know, the schedules always do shift and the specifics always do shift. But um, I feel like when you love it enough, you find that time in the margin and you find ways to work it in and, it, you know, different things work for everybody, but um, when it's a priority, it, it gets in there. And my husband's really helpful with that too, because he'll, you know, which I don't know, like I said, it might shift when we've got two, but um, a lot of times he'll say like, okay, if you want to write like me and Violet, that's my daughter, you know, we'll go to the park or something. And so he'll do that too, like help me out there. But he's also, he's a full-time pastor and he's doing his, masters and all this so like it's a little harder with both of us doing things you know what I mean oh yes absolutely all right well what do you hope is next um for your writing career and just what project are you working on next so one of my side characters is meant to be Vivian she's going to be getting her own book um I've already managed to do a very rough outline plot because that's something that helps me I can't plot it down to the exact detail but I do need a rough guideline because if I don't have those guidelines, the story just goes all over the place. So I do have my my very rough outline for the story. And I started working on chapter one. Um, but like I said, I'm um, a little less than two weeks out from having another baby. So I'm trying to prepare for that, you know, sanitize all the things and get all the stuff ready. Um, so my, my hope <laughs> is to work on Vivian's story next. And hopefully next year at some point. Um, I'll be able to put her story out there. Uh, so that's that's the next project is Vivian's story. Oh, great. Okay, well, we'll look forward to it. So I always say the best for last. Tell me a little bit about how your faith informs your writing and vice versa. So I didn't get saved until I was 20, 21 or two? 21, I think. Um, I'm 26 now, so it's only been a few years. Um, and like I said, it wasn't until after after that, that I felt like God was really pushing me to write. Um, and so my, I try to write everything in his glory. Now, uh, meant to be isn't a particularly, there's not a whole lot of Christian elements in there. I have a, a very strong Christian character who talks to my main character about faith. Um, and so it's, uh, it's not crazy heavy on faith elements. I'll admit that. Um, but I do try to write everything with God in mind to keep God at the center of somehow. And not just that, but I don't write, <laughs> I don't write, uh, spicy romances, if you will. You know, like it's, it's definitely clean. I try to, you know, respectful. Everything is in the confines of 
you know, this is going to be a serious relationship. You know, it's leading towards marriage, that kind of thing. So that's, that's probably my main influence right now. I've got a couple other projects that I would eventually like to do that are a little bit more in depth on the Christian elements, but I think I'm going to focus on my characters in the meant to be world first and try to give them the space to tell their stories before I switch over to a new book entirely. Um, just because I think that might be what God's kind of pushing me to do right now. But yeah, I try to try to keep him in focus. And when I first started writing meant to be, actually, I wasn't really sure where God was going to be. He, um, like, I knew that he wanted me to write the story. I had the complete story, like, planned out and plotted out. And that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> so I knew this was something he wanted me to do. But I wasn't really sure how I was going to bring him in. And so I prayed about it a lot and tried to figure out, like, where, like, what do you want me to do, God? Where, where am I putting you in? Like, where is this going to be? And that's how Barney, which Barney is my strong Christian character, he just kind of showed up. He really did, like I didn't have him planned in at all. He just walked onto the page and that was entirely God. <laughs> that was just God giving me a really solid, sweet old man character um, and completely filling that out, that need of where's God going to be in the story. So I try to, when I don't know where I'm going, I try to pray about it <laughs> and just hand it over to God and maybe take a break and say, okay, I, I know you're in here somewhere. You, you have to be like, just show me where and I'll follow. I love that. And it reminds me too, you know, that there are so many different types of um, Christian authors and Christian fiction, and we all sort of can work in our faith in the same way that we work it in a lot in our day-to-day lives. You know, when we're sharing our faith with people, we all do that slightly differently. You know, we're all given different personalities and different per- circumstances And in the same way, I think those of us that write and create, we're going to express it and include our faith differently. And I think that that just opens up, you know, for a lot of a lot of beauty and the opportunity to reach a lot of different types of people. Maybe, you know, something one person says might resonate more um, with one reader and then, you know, another one might resonate with another type. So, yeah, I think that's wonderful. And I love that. I love that God gave you a character to include. He really did. That was It was entirely all him. I did not have that planned out at all. Since this was recorded, Storm did have her second baby. So a heartfelt congratulations to their family and a heartfelt thank you for listening to the Miss McBookworm podcast.